Hey, it's your girl Crypto Finally, and you're listening to Keyword Crypto Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Set up sound check and everything. Ah, welcome to Keyword Crypto. Finally, happy to Thank have you, you on the for show. Having me. <laughs> yeah. So, Crypto. Finally, you are a, an internet personality, a Twitter <laughs> Twitter personality. You got your start in the crypto scene, making fun videos about Bitcoin that were educational. Yes. Right? That's, that's that's interesting. So, um, I. Uh, I've always loved the the content creators that have the uh, what is it the sort of like you know like the, the 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 people who come out to make the parodies make the music like Little Bubble or I've always liked uh, Biznachi's stuff. I think it takes a lot of guts to do that, right? <laughs> Wouldn't you say so? I mean, it's like, do you, or do you think that that's just an easy thing for you to do is make a parody about well, Bitcoin? It's it's funny. So when I first started making those videos, and you know, I I do um, agree with you to a degree there. When I first started making those videos, um, I I didn't have a presence in the crypto space. Um, I had maybe four hundred Twitter followers, uh, and that was it. Um, and so when I made them, um, I was really just putting a lot of fun and silliness all all out there, and I didn't already have an audience. Um, that I was thinking about. I, I, I was thinking about getting into the crypto community. I was thinking about doing something fun and entertaining, but I wasn't thinking about the way that an audience or a following uh, works. And, you know, now um, I, I have a lot more followers. I have a lot more people who interact with my content. You sort of realize that they're a living, breathing organism. Uh, you know, your audience isn't one person individually. Um, <laughs> we are all sort of symbiotic beings in uh, social spaces. And I know that was a really weird way to say this, but you start to um, sort of adjust and grow with them in that way. And it does become harder to do something um, outright uh, ridiculous uh, or as ridiculous as some of my music videos might've been. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's, it's kind of sad as from an artist, from an artistic standpoint to hear that, because I feel like I, it, I mean, JJ does music. I, I do some acting and some writing and it's totally true. Like the more famous you get, the less risk you're allowed to take. And I mean, we see if, if, a few artists occasionally who absolutely refuse to live by that and take crazy chances and some go into obscurity because, because of it in a very small fraction are able to, to maintain their, their their status um their their infamy but it it kind of speaks volumes about our society and, and our culture and, and i and i wonder if other societies like in eastern cultures or in like south america or africa if that's also the case because it just seems like we become so homogenized as artists that we can't take any risks so well sorry that sucks <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say too, um, even in crypto, and I think especially in industries like crypto um, and our specific community, because we are so new and just adapting to what it means to create content, um, what it means to be involved in the space, uh, 
And that really hasn't yet been defined that we find ourselves um, pigeonholing, not necessarily ourselves, but others into a category of what we see them putting out. Um, and I was finding that with myself. So I love my music videos. I love them. They're funny. Uh, they're fun. And even if people hate them, they cannot deny uh, that they watch them. They People that hate them were, were downloading and betting and posting them on their own channels, you know? And, oh, yeah. Totally. And it's it's something to get involved with. It's entertaining. Um, but I got sort of stuck in that domain because that's how people in the space were viewing me um, because I was a new character and that's what I did. Uh, and so it took some slowing down on that end and ramping up in others to sort of uh, break free of that. But that is something that I see happen in the space, um, especially with content creators and artists as well. Like so Little Bubble, your, like you mentioned, um, Little Bubble's a crypto rapper, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does parodies also. Um, no, no, I mean, I know who he is, but that's how we view him. I'm sure Little Bubble has said other things, uh, done other things. Oh, right, but right, yeah. Or I maybe he's just too scared to. are viewing him in that way because he's, again, so new, just as am I. We're, we're, we're new characters, um, you know, and even in mainstream uh uh, artistry, mainstream music, uh, and culture, it takes a while for those artists, um, to be able to sort of, uh, break out and expand to be a larger part of their personality. Uh, and so I think that we're seeing that happen a lot more now. So you have your video Bitcoin and media that's, that's pinned everywhere. So if anybody wants to, to watch it, I, I think you should, because there's a lot of prescient comments in there. Um, it's on your website, rachelsegelnyc.com. It's on your YouTube. It's on your uh, YouTube. It's on your Twitter. It's it's pinned everywhere. But you say some really important stuff in there about analyzing the space, and is is that kind of what you want to take your brand or or your is, is that where your interests are leading you to? Is more of like an educator about the space or somebody who's just kind of analyzing it and trying to get more information out there for creators, uh, crypto creators, as well as just people who might be interested in um, advertising or or yeah, just investing um, in a new space? I, well, so that pinned clip, um, I love that one. And the reason that it's actually pinned everywhere is because that talk is a historical look at Bitcoin and media over time up until the talk was given, um, which means the video itself has evergreen uh, information that I want to give to people. Um, everything that I say in there is something that will always be true because it happened historically as opposed to something that might happen week by week. Um, and absolutely i think it's important to uh educate people about these topics um so it's more than just bitcoin in the media but the sort of advancement uh of demographic uh, expansion and exposure of the community to people who would not otherwise have been exposed to the community um, is something that I really do focus on. So I'm looking at the social spaces. I'm looking at how we operate, um, how we interact with one another, and how that sort of plays into our growth as a whole and our ability to attract people from the outside in. Um, and I think mainstream media is a really fantastic example, but I really do take a grassroots look, uh, even at places like crypto Twitter, um, and just the way that we interact with each other, um, on a human level, because that's something that we haven't really, uh, broken through in the cryptocurrency space. We, we exist online. Yeah. 
do you so uh, um from after watching that do you try to comment on stuff or do you try to more like you said um present stuff that actually happened and just share it with the world because jj and i tend to comment and and go deeper into <laughs> I, I definitely and- <laughs> comment um the specific example you're talking about so i would i would um say that there are two very clear facets to looking at cryptocurrency from this point of view, which is one, the things that have happened and looking at the things that have happened, how they affected us and how to implement them moving forward. Um, And then taking a look um, at where we are now and what we can do. So I think there is commenting, um, but there's also taking from a historical perspective. Because you made a comment that really kind of that it, I I didn't catch it at first, and then it kind of stuck in my head. Was you uh, you were talking about the 2017 bubble, and um, and and before that, you were saying the target audience was the audience that made all the money. So in the early days of 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 crypto advertising in TV shows to nerds and to techies and all that stuff, that was the target audience, and that was the audience that actually made money in the in the in the 2017 bubble. All the people who came later lost all their money if they bought well i didn't put the second uh, part of that in the inflection (laughs) no no you didn't i'm 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 commenting on that and so i was wondering is is were you were you intimating that or was that just you were just stating a fact and is that is that the type of stuff that you actually care to talk about or is that just that's not that's none of your business. All you care about is no, just um, getting the I, information I out think, there. And I think that that's and- actually incredibly important. Um, so what you're talking about specifically was the the very first media mentions um, in mainstream television, movies, radio um, about cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in 2014. Um, and I was looking at The Good Wife uh, and Silicon Valley, Bill Gates, um, the Winklevoss twins. And I was looking at this very specific group um, who were talking about cryptocurrency at that time. The Simpsons were even talking about cryptocurrency at that time. But if you pull um, demographic profiles of people who actually relate to that media um, and just take a look at them, um, put them in front of your eyes instead of looking at them like numbers, and then look <laughs> at the people who actually were successful in the beginning of the bull run, people who invested early. Um, these were what we might consider or what the world was considering at the time to be, quote unquote, nerds, hackers, criminals. Um, And that's what was being portrayed in the media. Um, But also the people who were investing and consuming this sort of media at the time. And I'm not necessarily saying that these people heard about it in the mainstream references. I'm saying that is the demographic who had access at the time. And they had that access both prior to sort of the media portrayal um, because they were more of a tech savvy savvy group to begin with. Um, and the people who indulge in those medias were more of a tech savvy group to begin with. Um, but there wasn't a lot of exposure for people who were not tech savvy. And I'm using the word tech savvy because it's a much more diplomatic way to describe the people who got in early, whereas the media was portraying them as nerds, hackers, and criminals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you also said something in there that I, I, about the juicy J reference and, um, you kept saying made it with no help. 
And I and I wanted to <laughs> yeah. dig into that about is that something that that you're just saying that that he's referencing like that he that's the persona that he's trying to push out I, there. I um I didn't write that. That's a that's a clip from the music video. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but you were you were just yeah, referencing so Juicy it a couple J times. had that up in the music video. Um, so he was putting different images like that. Uh, tech. I'm sorry, I'm not like citing the music video so perfectly right now. Um, but That's it okay. said like tech mogul. Um, he made it with no help. That yeah. kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. You just you okay. pointed that out. So that seemed to be. Uh, that's what I mean, you're saying, yeah, like, it seemed right. to be something that, that you kind noticed of a theme. Of, Yeah. Well, Sorry, that was... The purpose of that, yeah, <laughs> the purpose that I pointed that out for was because the Juicy J music video, it's called Let Me See. I believe it came out in February of 2019. Um it was a music video surrounding the EOS blockchain and blockchain technology. And they flashed these big images, made it with no help, tech mogul succeeds. Um, and they were showing this uh, portrayal of what you would normally see as a hip hop rap music video only. They were in offices um, and they yeah, were doing, totally. you know, they were doing desk work. They were uh, creating an empire sort of. And I used that specific example, made it with no help as sort of an example to people, uh, millennials specifically, uh, who are in the gig economy right now, people who aren't making a lot of money um, at their everyday jobs, how this world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, how creating your own company, um, becoming your own investor, your own banker, uh, all these opportunities are open to you now um, to help make you more successful and how that portrayal actually assists us in expanding the space um, because we're saying that anybody can do it. We're not, we're not saying that, you know, this is too hard for you. Um, we're being more welcoming to the fact that there is success to be had. And if you are hardworking and involved, something can happen. Um, and I think a lot more portrayals like that are starting to come out. So finally, I have a question. Um, you mentioned that you've grown with your followers and fans and your content has changed. How much of the content you're making now is still trying to get people interested in crypto, sort of evangelizing? And how much of it is actually creating stuff for the people who you know follow you? Is there is there a, a divide? Do you have to switch your brain on and off? Or, or are you just kind of going with the flow at this point? Well, I am definitely still advocating for cryptocurrency. Um, that is obviously the number one. But I think that a lot of people make the misstep of forgetting that they are people too. Um, and typically in any industry, if there's someone who's creating content and you're following them and interacting with them, you're not necessarily expecting everything that they post to be their content. Um, so I try to be a little more myself and I've been jumping, I think out of that hole more recently with my virtual reality video and running around with my dog right. and just sort of being myself <laughs> a little bit more than I had been. Um, because I feel like I have the opportunity to do it now. I feel like, you know, I, it's a good time. Um, is that just about connecting but with it's your, a combination. Your so, so those types of videos, those are just to kind of connect with the people that you that you've connected with. Is that kind of I what mean, those are about? 
it's also, I mean, to, to be fair, those types of videos, they're, they're connecting, but they're connecting because I actually was having fun doing them, you know? Um, so it's stuff that I genuinely just sort of want to put out there. Like I made a video of me playing virtual reality and screaming. Um, does it advance the cryptocurrency space? No. <laughs> does it necessarily <laughs> help actually, me in achieving blockchain, you know, <laughs> anything? I, 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 no, I um, but I thought it was funny and fun. And, and it doesn't even necessarily have so much to do with my audience at that point. It was just, hey, I'm trapped in my house um, and I'm enjoying my life. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I kind of disagree in 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 that I and one of the things that we wanted to talk to you about on the show is is talking about the importance of people like you in the space and the fact that you can actually make a fun video you know, dancing with your dog or whatever that makes you human and it makes you, I mean, you're still doing all the evangelizing and you're still talking to your audience. There's, I think there's, there's tons of room for that in the space. And that is, is evident in the amount of just absolute shit posting that goes on in crypto and especially on Twitter. So I, I don't know. I think that, that, that your type of personality is so critical to the space that people actually see that, oh yeah, we're not just tech nerds we actually have fun or whatever so that's, that's <laughs> yeah, my piece thank on you. that thank um, you and that I guess was you know the initial purpose with the bitcoin songs and that was sort of the stance that they were taking was hey we deserve to have a little fun um, I'm just sort of expanding that idea uh, but it is important and I appreciate that how, how much of the work you do uh, that you're doing right now is not only to grow the space, but to try to change the space into one that's more accepting and more, um, li I guess, living in reality of the world it's going to become if it does become mainstream and, and we achieve mass adoption. Because it seems like the the pushback you got when you went on the t on that TV show recently on crypto Twitter was just it was just like what made me want to pull out my hair because it's, it's like here's somebody it's just who's actually it's me. It's literally only because it's me. Um, and I say that with full confidence and no ego. Uh, no one would have freaked out if it was any of the other characters, um, albeit ones that they don't rag on all the time. Uh, they would have been horribly excited. Uh, cite the Simpsons episode that came out six days later and everyone lost their shit despite the fact, as I said earlier, the Simpsons have been talking about cryptocurrency since 2014 and MTV's never, ever done it before. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just it it it's kind of nerve wracking for me to hear these things about mass adoption, and then anytime there's any kind of um, breaching into a new space, it's like dragging six year olds kicking and screaming into the future. It's like, you guys, what do you like? How how are you? How do you expect to for for Bitcoin to moon if any time somebody goes into into mainstream media and talks about it you just sit there and just shit post nonstop and try to degrade them and like treat them like shit well what they also didn't realize they were doing was tagging MTV filling up the SEO keywords MTV is not going to want to do something else MTV is going to take their time they, they exactly. the MTV's impression of that was that the cryptocurrency community hated it and um screw telling a younger audience about cryptocurrency yeah they don't care <laughs> yeah and, and it's just, um, and, and, you know, I, I uh, think it would be, I think it it's negligent for people to believe that these larger networks aren't watching our community, that they're not watching yeah. the way that we're interacting uh, because they are, they absolutely are. Any, 
any network, any major news source, any major media who's going to report or create content or media around cryptocurrency is going to do their research. And the fact of the matter is if you type in Bitcoin on Twitter, you're going to find us. Um, And so I think there really is something to be said to how we portray ourselves. And it's frustrating because people... you know the the narrative around the world is oh well twitter doesn't represent the world and that is so un uh, un, uh, such an uneducated standpoint because uh, twitter is what is the representation of first adopters and it's always the foreshadowing what will be mass adoption five ten years from now and it's just been the case with it happens with politics it happens with technology it happens with everything is twitter seems to be the place where early adopters and early and critical thinkers are and and it kind of expands from there that's why all politicians are on twitter now and and they in you know, you hear like, well, only only five percent of the of America actually thinks that, and people are building laws around Twitter. It's like, well, because this is what people are thinking. People on Twitter are actually saying it out loud, and and it's so true what you just said because it's like, if if these companies are looking to Twitter to hear about about reactions, and if if the own community is denigrating, you know, MTV for putting you on there. No network is going to want to is, is going to want to be, be more proactive of taking risks of doing that. So it's it's frustrating with how with how you got treated. And when you said um, it's because it was just you, <laughs> yeah. just you as in your character, or just you as in a woman, or just you as in it's crypto. You know, finally, um, and you know, <laughs> it's interesting because what I do talk about is perception and portrayal. Um, and. There is a lot of perception out there, and everyone has generated their own perception. Um, sorry, one second. Computer was trying to do something funny. Um, everyone has generated their own perception, and it's really interesting uh, because everyone's mind works differently, right? And when every, when not everyone, again, I'm saying that word a lot, but when a lot of people jump into one group of thought and that's where you're generating your information, it's easy for that to become your um, thought process as well. And you know, I, you asked, is it because I'm a woman? You know, I, it does play into it, I'm sure, but it's, it's my overall character. And, and you asked, do I advocate for change? And I do advocate for change. Um, and I think that a lot of people in this community aren't prepared for what that change looks like. And I think they can find it scary. Um, I think it can be a major blow to, you know, a developer or a miner or someone who's created, uh, you know, a massive company with a great idea that hasn't taken off so far. Um, just, it's not saying that they're not doing their parts. It's not saying that they're not contributing what we need to be contributed to the space, but it can be hard to see a young woman who comes in and does not do any of these things that are typically the standard to be involved in cryptocurrency and attract attention. Um, And I have gotten a lot of negative press in that manner, but I sort of stand by the fact that I do not think that I've ever done anything outwardly offensive or, or mean, um, or destructive or malicious. I, I don't think that I've ever done anything like that. It's really just a perception that's been built around my character. That's interesting because I, I, 
I have done all those things. I talk a lot of shit on Twitter. I talk a lot of shit about Bitcoin. I talk a lot of shit about Bitcoiners in general. And it's funny that I just take that for granted that I can do that. And and if anybody stands up to me, I have no problem like pushing back. Oh, I mean, I Twitter can push back sometimes when I think that I'm being funny or, or you know, I, I have like a few messages, like types of messages that, that I say that will go far, you know, and that will be um, something that I, whenever I write one of those inspirational tweets, it's not like a hokey moment. It's like me having a revelation in my bedroom, um, but <laughs> stuff like that people really enjoy to see me do. Um, they don't love when I poke at people. Um, it, it is, those are my least liked tweets. Um, <laughs> but you know, something that I've noticed as well that I think a lot of the crypto Twitter community has uh, sort of lacked is that that sort of self-deprecating humor, while we love that in the United States, is not a global humor. Um, and it's not a global yeah. way of interacting. Yeah. Hmm, that's interesting. And so as I attract uh, more people, more followers uh, who come from all over the world. Um, I talk to people in the Philippines every day. Um, I, I have followers in Indonesia um, and Denmark and India and just all over the place. And and I interact with all of them. I love to actually communicate with my community. Um, but kindness, kindness uh, crosses all borders and, and uh, gratuity, um, gratitude and thankfulness People recognize that all over the world. Um, and again, pigeonholing ourselves in sort of self-deprecating humor, you know, it does. It accesses the United States, but it does not access the world. Yeah, it's true. I have a lot of European friends and they hate it when I'm uh, self-deprecating or, or modest. It just drives them crazy and they actually call me out on it. And, and it's, it's funny that you say that. It's true. It's, it's We have this kind of Western American-centric idea of what crypto will be and i think that's one of the frustrating things i i come into contact with 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 bitcoin in general and crypto in general is that the people who are designing it are designing it for western civilization american civilization most of all and that doesn't cater to 99 percent of the world's population and i get so frustrated when they don't seem to understand that and so it's it's great that that you are pushing back like that in a positive way because I tend to push back in a negative way and I probably get less, less uh, result yeah. or, or worse results out of it in the end. I mean, even, I mean, no, people like the humor um, and, and men get to be funny on crypto Twitter. It's just a sad reality, but, um, <laughs> God, but um, that's true. also I, I think what's important when looking at ourselves as a global community um, is understanding that a lot of these people come from different places. Uh, English is not always a first language. Um, and a lot of uh, accounts on Twitter will disregard these comments, um, and a lot of people will say this about me: "Oh, those are bots. Uh, look at look at the way they're writing." Um, a lot of my followers use Google Translate to communicate with me. A lot yes. of my followers, I will translate from their original languages. Um, we will have full conversations, and sometimes they are speaking in broken English, but they're taking the time out to speak a language that is not their first language, uh, yes. just to interact and talk about <laughs> cryptocurrency, which I. I think is really cool and i think it's really honestly racist and not awesome of most of the community to think that these people are bots uh it and, kind and of upsets me <laughs> and the fact and the fact that that 
we're, that the crypto community is so aggressive, and and maybe it's not just the crypto community. Maybe it's just Americans in general, English speakers in general, where the other person who knows multiple languages and talking us to a, into a language that they weren't born learning feels the need to apologize and say, oh, I'm sorry, English isn't my first language. Don't apologize for being smarter than 99% of Americans. Like It's ridiculous that that we've created that kind of mentality where people need to apologize for knowing more than one language and being able to converse with somebody in a language that isn't their native tongue. It's crazy that like mm-hmm. the, the sheer ignorance that, that we push out there. Well, so I, I crypt- totally agree. Um, I actually like when people write to me in languages other than English. I think it's super fun. And right on Twitter, you can translate it. I don't need to do much. Um, but sometimes I will. I'll go post it into Google and see like what dialect they're speaking from what part of the world. And it's all different languages from all different areas. And I, I just think it's so cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I, I the one thing that so so keyword crypto this podcast we're very we're very critical of crypto and we're very critical of bitcoin even though we love it we're enthusiasts we we are bitcoiners ourselves um one of the things that drives us crazy it drives me crazy about crypto is this is this idea that it's an exclusive club or that everybody has an idea of the way it should be there's that word should there's this <laughs> there's this uh you know, somebody comes along and makes a video about crypto that doesn't jive with your idea, and then all of a sudden you've got a you've got to slander it, or you have to. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, how is it possibly going to grow if there's this exclusive attitude about it, and it's this club, and yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, I think that everyone needs to challenge that. We need to like see all kinds of ideas and content and languages, everything. So, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, and sometimes, you know, you'll, you'll see me just take playing straight devil's advocate, um, on Twitter. Sometimes when the mood all strikes one way, that's when I'll put out a tweet that examines it from an opposite point of view. Um, just because I think that people sort of deserve different messages. Uh, and I think that we are very, you know, work centric, um, it tech centric, uh, but it is important to reiterate that there's room uh, for everybody here. And I believe that you communicate message, messages messages uh, the strongest uh, the longer that you stick to them and reiterate them. So I get this commentary that I say the same thing a lot, but I'm gonna keep saying it until everybody hears it, uh, which is that we all <laughs> belong here and there isn't a standard to be involved. Um, so that's that's just me. <laughs> So can I ask a personal question about that Charles Hoskinson picture? Because what I saw, I mean, was that you? Because everyone was saying it was you, but then I never really heard any any kind of like finality. You really just made me want to shut off your whole podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just no. I'm asking because in my mind, I saw that, and I saw two friends hanging out and having fun, and the men in crypto went absolutely ape shit. And I'm like, what the hell you know is going what? I, on? I, I'm gonna just be honest with you. I have not acknowledged it once, and I'm not gonna acknowledge it now because. All right. 
Fair Everyone enough. is a fucktard, um, and I, I can't <laughs> well, we can fucking deal that. with that. So All that's right. not. We can I'm agree not on that. Then we'll just that. and we'll just move on and and, and agree with you 100 percent on that. Also, just just for the, Charles Hoskinson is 32 years old, and I'm 27. I, just for I the record, I just I, just just gonna throw that out there. That's all I'm gonna say. And and okay. and no, I, don't know I have that, no I don't romantic know relationship. No, and uh, I mean, but I think that's, I think that goes back, I mean, we'll, we'll steer clear of that situation, but it, st- it also goes back to one of my issues with. I mean, do you want to talk about of, me and Toad Vase? Like, this is fucking outrageous. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I, I like, I, I honestly don't hear about a lot of this stuff and I, and that one kind of popped onto my radar and it made my blood boil how two people hanging out and having fun at a club, which is something I've done my entire life and not thought anything of it, that like the vast majority of of men in the crypto space just went fucking ape shit and it what, makes and it what kind I of will say um that is true that's the worst part of this whole thing for me is that this photo was taken and distributed by people who I know in the real world who were my real life friends that oh my god I'm so sorry so this this shit. wasn't like it, it was, oh, I literally went off Twitter. Um, I didn't interact with any of this. Uh, I didn't interact with any of the MTV stuff. I didn't interact with anyone making fun of me in bikinis. I didn't, you know, I learned to stop interacting because like I said before, actually, this is a perfect, uh, perfect cue back into what we talked about before. People on Twitter, followings and audiences are their own being. They breathe, they operate on their own. And, you know, I'm a great example of that because as many times as I have managed to be talk of the town, I have not participated in it. I have not participated in the dialogue. Um, It has never come from me. It is completely generated by people who have seen me on the Internet. Well, I will give you props for not falling into the Barbara Streisand effect, and I feel like the two times I, you've, you came – so before I, I knew who you were and before I followed you, uh, I heard about you twice, and it was because of the MTV and because of that picture. And yeah. both times, they both disappeared within about three days. Yeah, yeah, I and have a I have a good cycle on that. So this is it, it's those aren't the only times something like this has happened to me. First off, I think just the largest <laughs> they get bigger as they come. Um, lucky for me, there was a global pandemic shortly after. <laughs> it literally happened that way. By the way, look at the timeline. Uh, <laughs> it was a really really hard fucking two weeks for me. Um, so yeah, all of that, uh, what you just described occurred in about eight days time. It, it all happened in the same eight days. Um, and you know, what was going on with me, with people trying to make personal comments about me, you know, it was a direct correlation to the MTV thing. The original post, um, that was put up that was basically just calling me a slut um, very openly was made by Chico Crypto who has 20,000 followers. Now I can show you several photos of me and Chico Crypto hanging out, having a great time together. Um, It was posted by Chico Crypto and I called him and he screamed at me. And this is the first time I've spoken about this. Chico Crypto screamed at me on the phone. I called him on the phone and he answered and I said, Chico, like, like Tyler, I said, Tyler, <laughs> 
why did you post that about me? Um, that's really not cool. And I kid you fucking not. He starts on the phone screaming, I'm Chico Crypto. I'm sorry. I just messed with your guys' sound. I'm no, Chico Crypto. <laughs> I do what I want. I literally said, bro, like, I'm not doing this with you and hung up on him. But like the, the crazy fucking shit in I'm cursing a lot now. The crazy okay. shit in this here. community. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, so Chico didn't even take that picture. Ken Bosak took that picture. And I know you know that I was friends with Ken Bosak. Um, but yeah, and then it just all tumbled out of fucking control, but three days is about the amount of time it takes. So Chico, three days, bit Lord, three more days, then people start to, instead of observing the incident, observe your reaction to it. Um, and the comments start changing from insulting you to, Wow, this girl's doing a stand-up job because all I see is this horrible stuff. But then it also sort of gets a little bit ego-y. Um, I, I'm going to say him by name, Jacob Canfield, who I really appreciated his sentiment here, made a post that got quite a lot of engagement saying, hey, I see that the people on the internet are bullying crypto finally again. She's a nice young woman. I have a friend who committed suicide. Wouldn't want to see that happen to her. Um, and I think that people took away, oh, you know, and you know, God bless his friend. God bless him. I'm, I'm not trying to take any of that away or the feelings that he was feeling. But the only good posts that I see in the beginning of a wreck like that are people suggesting that I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> and that is not support. Um, yeah. So yeah. it was a long, long week. Uh, but I, uh, again, not getting down on it. It's something that I've been through, something that I I understand um, it's hard. You need to step off the internet. Um, I've done it before. Uh, everyone remembers the bikini keynote. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I think it's, I just wanted to congratulate you on that. And, and I, and I was hesitant to bring it up, but at the same time, crypto gem posted something a couple days ago about, um, you know, f women being attacked in the crypto Twitter space. You know, what's funny um, is I'm just, I'm just, I feel like we've just opened up this door. Crypto gem has never been nice to me. She's had me blocked <laughs> since the bikini keynote tweet. What is with serious? all the self-serving? I'm self dead serious. She blocked me. I remember because it was during the hurricane and I was in a car um, driving back from Florida towards New York and I was in the gas station and I noticed <laughs> from my other accounts like something happened and I went to go look and Crypto Gem had blocked me. It was the three days after the bikini keynote tweet where basically all I said was, hey, I post bikini pictures on Twitter, but I also give keynotes. Fuck yeah, crypto is what we want it to be. Um, and everyone was like, fuck this girl in her bikini picture. Anyway, Jem blocked me and hasn't had anything nice to say about me ever. <laughs> wow. See, I mean, I, I'm really out of it when it comes to kind of like the he said, he said, oh, she yeah. said stuff. So I try to avoid it like the plague. And that, yeah. That's I not dare good. her to say she said something <laughs> nice about me. <laughs> like, bring the receipts. Anyway, I, I'm not out here like bashing anybody specifically. Yeah, um, because yeah. you know what? For all I know, she has a great page. I just haven't had access to it ever. <laughs> Yeah, I we, I try to. We, I mean, I definitely tried not to not to block too many people, just for that reason because I think stuff out of context or I'm having a bad day, and so I try to give people the benefit of the doubt usually. Um, but that's yeah, that's not cool. 
That's frustrating. It's frustrating that it's becoming high school. Listen, I support all the women in the space. I really do, because I think it's so important that we have a footprint here. Um, Whether or not they agree with me, whether or not I agree with them, that's humanity. That's us not being women. That's us being people. So I accept them and I welcome them and I'm inclusive to them in the space. But I do have to say that I have seen many women in the space who preach about inclusivity and women's rights do the exact thing to me that they are telling people not to do to them. So I will just say that. And that's true of, and I hate to say it, at least 30% of the big female accounts. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So (laughs) have a conversation about me with them behind closed doors, and I promise you'll hear everything you want to. Oh, God. You know, we really... We really stay like our this. We're not really concerned with the kind of the the crypto pop uh, accounts. I guess you call them. I mean, we we're we're this show. We don't even really chase followers. We we're doing what we want. We're doing what we love. We talk to the people that we're interested in. Um, but I'm I'm kind of speechless because like the amount of crap that you've gone through is. I don't even know what to say. I'm kind of like I'm a f- fully a crypto finally fan at this point. <laughs> Just on hearing what what you're talking about and your opinions about it is, I mean, Thank I don't know. You. My, Michael, take over. I don't know what else. Yeah, to say. I mean, I feel like as as fellow artists, um, we 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 both do different. Like all three of us do different things, but we're all artists, and we're all trying to we're all trying to bring our art in in some way into the space. And try and for the sole purpose of getting other people interested in it to help the space grow and to get into to, to see the amount of pushback that people give is just mind numbing because we choose not to prescribe to um, it has to be ABC and that's it. And if it's not ABC, it's fucking a shit coin and it's a, and you're a scammer and it's garbage and you know, fuck you and blah, blah, and block, 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 block. And it's just like, it, it's, it, it, I mean, what you said is, is really important for the crypto community, uh, to not only hear, but fully understand and, and really get it into the root of, of their, of their brain is that the rest of the world is watching us. And if they see that's how we react to stuff, they're not going to want to participate. And, More than that, um, I think this is a really hard truth, but as big as any of us are now, um, this is again talking about the big accounts, you know, myself included. If cryptocurrency, blockchain technology ever truly achieves global adoption in the respect that we want it to, prepare to become very small, very quick. Uh, whatever ideology any of us have that we are a big dog and we're going to keep being a big dog when this hits mass adoption is <laughs> absurd. Um, so inclusivity does matter here. And I'm with you on the sort of being interested in people and care characters over people with followings uh, or audiences. I, 99% of the interaction I do with on Twitter are people with under a thousand followers um, because that's where the community is. um, And that's where the mass majority of the community is. So I don't run in a click of 20 uh, influencers with 20,000 followers and we all talk to each other every day. Um, I'm actually 
actively trying to interact with the larger community. Yeah, I mean, we were. I was. I was surprised because um, normally when we reach out to certain people, it's always just like, "Oh, yeah, you know, sometime," or you know, oh, "I'm too busy right now," or you know. And because we are a small, we are a smaller podcast. We do have a very specific goal in mind that not a lot of people in the cryptocurrency space like because we are critical. Of I'm sorry, the my dog that, is barking. That's okay. Can you it's hear all right. That? We like dogs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a dog yes. friendly podcast. Okay. <laughs> it's it's hard it's hard to have it's hard to be uh, critical and inquisitive of something that everybody just you know wants to see a certain way. Michael, that's what you were saying. Like, yeah. Yeah, and and I lost my train of thought. You're, you're, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. <laughs> we're, we're a dog friendly podcast, and it's coffee talk. We're just we're just hanging out, having a good time. So um, no, you remember is you really like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> so um, where where do you see yourself uh, going in the next? Like, do you have like specific goals or? or um, things you want to shoot for in the next like after the pandemic's over after the if if the planet comes back to life (laughs) i really just want to keep doing more of what i'm doing now uh which is interacting with the community um getting out there uh i really do enjoy crypto conferences um i might start going to a little bit less of them um you know just for my own sanity Uh, yeah. Um, we don't go to them. We've never been to one for yeah. that reason. They kind of seem insane. Like and I imagine that if you do have a following and you do have people watching you, especially if people are going to give you shit for doing things that normal people do, that's got to be, yeah, you got to do something to keep your sanity. To be honest, like crypto finally is such a ridiculous, like, you know, I'm crypto finally, but it's like, I'm also Rachel and like Rachel's like super emotional. And I'm going to be honest, I actually think that all of the crypto influencers, like almost everyone who's ever been to a conference has seen me cry at one point or another. Um, like literally, it just like, that's, that's what goes like, eventually I hit a fucking breaking point at all of these events because this stuff that happens on the internet, it doesn't stay on the internet and seeing it in real life is fucking hard um, and it can be and and i just like i i've i've had it i have a uh, i have avatars with uh, cartoon faces who have sent me photos of myself like sitting on a lawn outside a conference before um don't know who took the fucking photo um oh crazy stuff like that it's it's stressful well, what, what is what? <laughs> i've had like straight stalker-esque people uh people who send me hundreds of messages show up uh play Place to place, like finding me, interrupting business meetings. I, I swear to God, and it just it gets stressful. So, uh, the whole thing gets stressful. The clicks get stressful. It's it's, <laughs> it's stressful because because everyone has an opinion. It's it's stressful because I think of the way that we're operating now. There's always such an inclusive group, and I love to find them, but they are not the influencers. Um, yeah. <laughs> it is not the influencers, and. Uh, you take the time out to make friends with people who you don't recognize, it's going to be a better bet for you. <laughs> Man, the first question I, I, or the first thing I said today to you was, oh, it takes a lot of guts to make a parody about Bitcoin. And now I'm sitting here <laughs> thinking like, I don't even like publishing a podcast if my voice sounds weird. It's true. And you're on the front lines cry, cry, crying at Crying conferences. in front of everybody, I swear to God. <laughs> Uh, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I remember like literally three different bars, like all crypto events. More than that. Wow, that was an understatement. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so if so people um, listening to this realize that you know, everyone's human. Like, everyone's a human being. People are human. They really are. Um, shout out Bits and Tokens, uh, Blockchain Education Network, for letting me lie on the floor and sob. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> like man. two in the morning after crypto events. Um, but but yeah, and you know what? I don't I don't like feel bad about that, and I don't feel necessarily embarrassed about that either. Um, I think that people are people, and we're all different people. Um, and we need more crying girls, in my opinion. I don't care what anyone has to say about that comment either. We need more. Hey, Richard Hart was got caught crying, and that's that's been a meme. So we need more crying people in general because it just shows the reality of the space, how toxic it, it can be. We need more crying people. <laughs> Everyone, to, yeah, because no no one's as happy as all their tweets. Exactly. So. We should have we should have like a, a a crying Friday or something like that where everybody everybody posts a video of them crying oh, about man. something. Just like just some sincerity. Just get everyone on the but, same wavelength if possible. Well, that's impossible, of course. Yeah. That's- <laughs> To, to be fair, though, I, I also like I, I cry during like all competitive reality television um, and it doesn't matter what they're competing for. Oh, man, that sounds great. <laughs> all of it, because and this is really this is actually a really cute reason. It's it's adorable of me. I didn't think how adorable it is of me, but it's because I love watching people's dreams come true. <laughs> That's amazing. I cry throughout an entire every episode of competitive reality television because they <laughs> Their dreams because it was an everyday person. I'm going to cry right now because it was an everyday person who got plucked out of their everyday life. Like, and it's amazing. That's great. Hey, look, look, there's nothing wrong with crying. Everybody out there. I watched Notting Hill last <laughs> night for like the 10,000th time and cried a little bit. So yeah, I think we're probably going <laughs> to title this podcast. We all need more crying. In yeah. Crypto. <laughs> so, okay. So I, um, so, I was crying watching CNN earlier today. Well, it's very sad. I was like, this is it's it. Very this is it. And then, listen, I'm, I'm not even, this isn't a political statement. This isn't me saying I was voting for Bernie, but Bernie dropped yeah. out. And I was just uh, like, oh, everyone's giving up. Yeah. Like, that made me so sad when I read that this morning. Oh. So I cried through Bernie's, uh, <laughs> through Bernie's speech today, too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like crypto finally cries all the time is the uh, is the, g- the caption for this podcast. I mean, if you're not crying at least once a day right now with everything that's going on, there's there's something wrong inside of you. <laughs> and so, well, no. What's going to happen is you're going to lash out on your loved ones. Oh, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're gonna yeah. Do, you're gonna yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. So keep your loved ones and pets away. Yeah. yeah. Or keep them yeah. close and just cry and let it all out. Let it all out naturally. It's sunny disposition. It, it matters. So speaking speaking of the quarantine and and the virus, like and talking about uh, conferences, what's what like? How does your how does your crypto world look now? I mean, you're doing live streams. You're making videos. You're on Periscope. Um, I mean, the 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 quarantine came so suddenly. Everything got canceled. So, you know, when, when we ask what's the future look like for crypto finally, what's the what's the present look like for crypto finally? Is it like 
are you just going to kind of continue to do the same thing or or what? Have you been coming up with a plan for how to get your your content out there? Well, um I actually think based on based on what you just said to me, I've been doing a very successful job at altering my plan to get content out there because I actually only started doing uh, personal live streams um, and live streams with Girl Gone Crypto during this quarantine. Um, I had never before done a real live stream by myself uh, until last week. Nice. Um, it was the very first time that I had done it, um, but I am trying to get it out there. So that's that's part of, you know, obviously marketing and, uh, you know, getting your content out there is getting an awareness of the fact that you're doing something at all. Um, and so that's what I've been trying to sort of achieve with these live streams recently is just letting people know, hey, this is something that I'm starting to do um, and you can expect it regularly from me. So more, more live streams for sure. Um, I want to do more virtual reality um, just because I had so much fun the other day um, and also sort of expanding our niches you know there is a great overlap of the community who's interested in uh, gaming virtual reality who's also interested in cryptocurrency um, and I don't again think we need to be so pigeonholed so I'm doing some more VR stuff um, as well as looking at a new live stream series um, myself uh, now that I've started streaming on my own um, where I talk about Bitcoin and media and pull new examples. Um, and you know, how does this affect us? How was it perceived and reacted to? Um, so that's something that I'm looking to do. And funnily enough, because as I can apparently, and as you've seen, uh, for the last 52 minutes, I can talk your ear off. Um, <laughs> when I'm talking to other people, I can talk your friggin' ear off. I can probably go off like this for 25 whole minutes of this. But when I'm by myself in a live stream, I really struggle to get past like six minutes of talking. Hard, yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard. It is hard. So that's something that I'm working yeah, on. I'm a, I'm a teacher. So all my classes are now online. And when I don't get interaction with my students, I feel like I'm basically live streaming. And it's really hard to sit there and talk for three hours. So trying to do it for any any amount of time is tough. Three hours. That's crazy. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And, and for the audience, to be fair, um, because of the pandemic, Rachel had some uh, Amazon shipments not come on time. And so she's doing a makeshift <laughs> recording studio and she can't hear us a lot. And so a lot of it is we have to wait for her to, to finish before we interrupt because she won't be able to hear us because mm -hmm. um, her speaker is so far away. So we don't get feedback. So it's not because she just talks a lot. <laughs> she, she's actually been a, you've, it you've been a, a great It was a really, guest. really diplomatic way of saying that I'm loud. No, not at all. It's, I mean, you're, it's, we, we love loud. having guests like you. It's like, because we've had some guests, we got to kind of like drag them along and get, to get information oh, yeah. about it. And, but I you're barely obviously, had to ask any questions. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, 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 well, it's been, it's fun. I got to say as hosts, uh, Thank you for not asking um, my favorite token how I think the having is going to affect Bitcoin <laughs> and what the future looks like in five to ten years. We we try not wow. to talk about price in this on this because on this podcast because at, at that point it's just kind of like a circle jerk because who knows? It, I really like I really like what your comment what you said about your video earlier is in your keynote you talk about what actually happened. And it's facts mm -hmm. versus talking about the future. At that point, everyone's just kind of guessing and stroking their own ego. And it's just like, I don't, it's like, yeah. what's the point of that? Well, let's, let's talk about what's actually happening now and what we can do to address things. And, 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 and I mean, yeah. and that, and that's what we, that's what we're critical about is like, what are the problems we're actually facing day to day and, and how can we address yeah. those? And 
So I'm, I'm glad you came on because I, it's been, I, it's been rubbing me the wrong way about how certain people have been treated in this space. And I, I definitely felt like it needed to be addressed even on smaller podcasts. Um, so I'm really, I'm really thankful that you came on and to talk about it. Yes, of course. Yeah, cool. <laughs> As well, you can tell, I, I like to talk a lot fun. too. <laughs> you guys are great. I'm usually the one talking the most and this one, I'm just like, man, I, this is, this is great. I just want to sit here and listen. I have lots of things to say. <laughs> it's surprising how many more things there are to say when you're actually talking about real life um, and not just a market cycle. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's why we try to keep it like the coffee talk, just chilling around a coffee table, talking about stuff, and and it makes it a little also more just interesting to listen to versus, you know, when moon. Thank you. All right. Well, I guess we can wrap it up unless there's any yeah unless there's something you want to talk about. Um, I think I've addressed quite a few things. Um, I, I, everyone should just be nice to each other. That's the takeaway of this whole conversation. Oh, there you have it, everyone. Crypto finally says, just be nice to each other. That's the takeaway. (laughs) Hey, thanks for tuning in. If you made it this far, uh, thanks for making it this far. Uh, check out our other episodes. We've been doing these shows for almost two years now. So we've got a ton of episodes in the archive. Uh, check out our website, www.keywordcrypto.com. And there you can support us by checking out our Patreon page. We're fully listener supported. We don't take any money from sponsors as of, as of now, maybe in the future. And that's it. At Keyword Crypto on Twitter. And follow us, reach out to us, say hello. Thanks, everyone, and stay safe.